let's get into it. <laughs> uh, if you would like to submit your own questions, send it to askhandbook at gmail.com. If you'd like to remain anonymous with your question, don't leave a name. That's askahandbook at gmail.com. A-S-K-A-H-A-N-D-B-O-O-K at, at gmail.com. I have no clue how to ease into a topic like this. In America, we have killed 61.8 million babies via abortion, and it needs to stop. Full stop. Needs to end. Legally, individually, morally, the stuff, the things. You're killing babies, and it's atrocious. Stop. I've heard plenty of people hiding behind the word fetus to refer to unborn babies when they're alive. Unborn babies are alive. Fetus is Latin. It's just a Latin term. A Latin term for what, Isaac? Okay, let's look it up in the Merriam Dictionary, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And you'll get specifically a developing human from usually two months after conception to birth. A developing what? Human. All right. But it's not a fetus before two months. Okay, fine. The word we use fetus is embryo. Before, the word we, we use before fetus is embryo. <laughs> embryo. All right, Merriam-Webster, definition of embryo, especially the developing human individual, all right, human individual from the time of implantation to the end of the eighth week after conception. All right, fine. Maybe you don't like fetus. Maybe you don't like embryo. What's the earliest possible stage? Zygote. Merriam-Webster, a self- a cell formed by the union of two, I don't know how to pronounce this word, I'm going to butcher it, gametes, G-A-M-E-T-E-S. But, but the broad definition, the important de definition, the developing individual produced from such a cell. The developing individual. All the words we use in reference to an unborn human in an attempt to dehumanize it is just a fancy way of saying unborn humans. Open any biology textbook. Human life begins at conception. Biological principles and modern practice of obstetrics. The term Conception refers to the union of the male and female pronuclear pro elements for, of procreation with a new living being develops. Page 17. All right? Patents human embryology elements of clinical development. Page 30, it is the penetration of the ovum by the spermatozone and resultant mingling of the nuclear material each brings to the union that constitutes the colonization of a process of fertilization that marks the initiation of 
the life of a new individual. There's a lot of really big words here. The only ones we need to know are mm, beginning, conception, and life. All right? It's the life of a new individual. Every single time. From conception, the uh, penetration of the ovum by a spermatozoan and the resultant of mingular, mingling of the nuclear material each brings the union that constitutes the colonization of the process. Like, come on. Every time a sperm cell and ovum unite every single time, a new being is created, which is alive and will continue to live unless its death is brought about by some specific condition. That is the pathology of the fetus and the infant, third edition, page VII. That's before we even start the textbook. Those are all the pages you flip. Bef to to page one or try to get to page 30 you skip right over VII every baby begins life within the tiny globe of the mother's egg that's a quote from beginning life page 13 medlineplus.gov a government website says the zygote contains all the genetic genetic information that all the DNA needed to become a baby. A half the DNA comes from the mother's egg, half from the father's sperm. It's its own separate DNA. It has its own stuff. There are a few differences between a there are a few differences between a zygote and a newborn. Size. Alright? Level development. Environment, degree of dependency. Size, we have a smaller baby, now we have a bigger baby. Level development, one has to reside in the mother, one does not have to reside in the mother. Environment, one is inside the mother, one is outside the mother. Degree of dependency, ah, I got these mixed up. Degree of dependency is in, needs to be in the mother, does not need to be in the mother. Level of development, one is a couple weeks old, one is nine months old. My apologies. But and when did any of these variables warrant the killing of an innocent human being? It doesn't. Environment is the most common argument because it's in the womb versus outside the womb. And if it's in the womb, then it's affecting the mother and the mother has a right to kill it. Example, if a robber breaks into my house, I have the right to remove him from my house. But the environment, the womb that the baby is in, is its natural place. Where else do you find zygotes? Where else do you find them naturally? You can have them in the incubation. I can understand that. You can have them this, that, or the other. But naturally, they're within a, a woman's womb. A robber, on the other hand, is, is unwanted, but also not supposed to be in my house. It is not natural that my house lets in random people that I don't know and don't want. Not only, not only can the robber, can I say that, the robber's not supposed to be here, but he can be, and in some cases, are supposed to be other places. It naturally follows that the baby is the product of sex, and the baby's in the womb. 
It does not naturally follow that a human that I don't know and have not invited to my house to show up in my kitchen. Here's my general argument. I'm, I'm blazing through this so I can get to my big rant at the end. My basic argument, premise one, intentionally killing innocent humans is murder. Premise two, murder is wrong. Premise three, abortion intentionally kills an innocent humans. We proved this. Conclusion one, abortion is a murder, and conclusion two, abortion is wrong. If you disagree with premise one, that intentionally killing innocent humans is murder, and that murder is wrong, this is a different conversation that we need to have. Yet, this is where I will get the most pushback. Why? Because we'll go to the, to the counter-arguments. We have the first one, which is rape. But what about rape? What, what, if, what if the mother was raped? You know, I understand. I understand you have a lot of compassion, and I do too, for women who were raped. But something doesn't logically follow. In order to have a counter-argument, you're, you have to have a statement and then say, therefore, it is morally acceptable to murder a child. And in this case, you're saying a woman was raped, or the mother was raped. Therefore, it is morally acceptable to kill her child. And these things don't connect. Why? Why? Because there's no justice system in which we as, as Westerners or we as Christians or we as decent human beings, and by decent, I use that term very loosely, there's no judge, just justice system that we can think about that says, oh yeah, definitely. If, if your father committed a crime, the child should be punished also. It doesn't logically follow. It doesn't logically follow that we kill children because the mother was raped. What about what about uh, mother mothers who are poor? I understand, and I sympathize that you cannot afford to raise a child. One, there's adoption. I'll get to the to the to the adoption is evil argument in a second, but you have an alternate choice to have adoption. Or keep the child and try. But if merely a mom being poor and, un and, un and, un and unable to provide for a child warrants you killing the child, remember that the counter argument has to end and therefore it is morally acceptable to murder, to murder her child. The logic has to go as follows. This mother cannot afford her child. Therefore, it is morally acceptable to kill her child. It doesn't logically follow because there are other options. And at the same time, you still don't kill your child. You don't go, oh, well, Jimmy, mm, we don't have any dinner today. You know what that means? No. And then what if she's not ready? Adoption. Adoption or grabbing people who are in your life. 
you might not have the, the, the family that I was blessed with. You, you might not have that and that's understandable, but if you are blessed with that family, I know that my, my, my family, we all, we, we all drop stuff to go and, and help each, each other raise. We have small children in our, in our, in our family now, and we're all helping raise the child, not because the parents are unable. No, not, not, not by a long shot, but just because it's in our nature to do so. You either have people in your life who will help you or you can find someone who will. There's plenty of people who will adopt your child. Here comes the, here comes the follow-up counter-argument. There are too many problems in the adoption system to put another child in it. My instant, a little bit more crass response is there are too many problems with murdering children to go murder any child. A more delicate and 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 more and less simple response would be possible future pain is not an excuse for murder. This is the same with possible mental illnesses and birth defects. When I was uh, going when I was going to be born, born, I had a possibility of having spina bifida. If you're not familiar with what spina bifida is, you get um, sort of a sort of detachment in your spine. And it paralyzes you in, 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 in some cases. But because, just because I would have had that problem in the future, that does not mean that I should therefore not live. And here's where I go off the script. The pro-life the pro-life movement has failed in in a lot of facets. One, they refuse to call abortion murder. It is. You are murdering another human being, and it needs to be treated as such. I I can understand the the, the legal consequences of doing this. I'm not I'm not making a legal argument right now. I'm making a philosophical and moral one. Abortion is murder, and it needs to be pointed out as such. Another point is that America has grown callous. This is today's civil rights issue. Anyone that paints that this is a women's rights issue, that they have the right to kill children, they lie. Either to you or to themselves. Have a, have a pain, pain in this topic. Because of how callous even the pro-life movement has gotten. Where they go. And they, a lot of times they, they wind up taking God out of the situation, saying that, you know, we shouldn't kill children because human rights and they, they neglect to acknowledge who gives us those human rights god gives us those human rights god is the reason that we are able to claim any sort of moral claim 
we are living in an era where people are either totally for the 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 murdering of children and people who are not for it but just accept that it happens or are callous to it babies are dying I don't know how many I don't know how many since I started the podcast But if we're able to get upset about the atrocities that happened in 9-11, the atrocities that happened in the Holocaust, and the atrocities that happened in slavery, today, being separated from that, being separated from the fact that it's over, not being a Jewish man in Poland, not being an African, wow, not not, not being an African in the slave trade from... uh, Africa to America and not not being a, a passenger on the on the planes that the terrorists had hijacked or the people working in the Twin Towers if we could be upset about the things that are happening over there why in God's green earth why in all that is good and holy do we look at this and we get callous if I'm making you upset, good. One moment. Isaiah 1. Starting at verse 10. And Ivy. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instructions of your of your God. You people of Gomorrah. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me? Says the Lord. I have more than enough of your burnt offerings of rams in the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear, appear before me, who has asked this of you? This trampling of my courts. Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incest is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations. I cannot bear you. Worthless assembly. Your, your worthless assemblies. You are your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals. I hate with all my being. I have become a burden. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. Your hands are full of blood. Watch and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. 
Learn to do what is right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause for the fatherless. Plead the case of the wid widow. Come now, let us settle this matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. <laughs> Though they are red as crimson, they will be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land, but you will resist and rebel. You will be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See how this faithful city has become a prostitute. She once was full of justice. Righteousness used to dwell in her, but now murderers. Your silver has become dross. Your, your choice wine is diluted with water. Your rulers are rebels, partners with thieves that all love bribes and chased after gifts. They do not defend the cause of the fatherless. The widow's case does not come before them. You're welcome to look at that and say, yeah, but that's just the Israelites. It's not me. But be honest. Are you sure? And I'm not saying that if, if you are not doing or if you are not take up the case, taking up the case of the fatherless and pleading with the kids widow, I'm not saying you're not saved. But this is, in this verse, God is telling in the Israel to, to be better. And if you take this as nothing else, take it. That's me pleading with America. Stop. Stop. Murdering our children. They are made in God's image. And you trample on his cords. You have not. You, you have not. Take up. You have not taken up the cause of the fatherless. You have not pled with the widow. America needs to repent. They need to repent for 61.8 million deaths. And I need to repent for becoming callous. And that's all the time we have for today. If you have, if you have children around you, look at them and love them. Love them so much. Oh. Pour God's love into them.
tell them to come to Jesus and to walk with the Lord.